Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Profit Podcast. We're going to continue our series discussing the option Greeks today, and we're going to talk about Vega. But first of all, just wanted to touch base on you know the reason why the Greeks are important. One, if you're going to be using options as a hedging tool, you're probably going to come across the Greeks uh, in educational material, in broker conversations, in market data, and you should be familiar with them. And number two, I do think that this the way that each one of these Greeks, which is a statistical measure of the sensitivity of the option price to a movement in certain market factors, is a really elegant way to think about the overall risk profile of a business, specifically a business that has commodity price exposure like a farm. And so this isn't going to, we're not trying to get you to to come up with a trading strategy or a system or, or give you an edge. One, uh, want you to understand the different metrics that are associated with option prices. And number two, how we can apply that thinking to your overall business, your farm business's risk profile. So today we're going to talk about Vega. Vega is a measure of the sensitivity of an options price to the volatility, to the implied volatility of that option. If we go back to our introduction from yesterday, we introduced the Black-Scholes model and we talk about how the option, a value of an option is derived. It's based on a combination of the underlying strike price of the instrument, the underlying price of the instrument, the implied volatility, the time remaining, and the interest rate. We're not going to focus too much on the interest rate here during this series, but we are going to focus on all the other metrics, and specifically today it's on that implied volatility. And implied volatility is the one unknown factor. And so to get the implied volatility, you have to solve for that because we know the price of the option. We know the underlying price, of the instrument, the strike price, the time remaining, the interest rate. So we can solve for the implied volatility. And so let's just say that we have an option that, you know, it's a call option on a financial instrument and we're going to use a stock for the purposes of this example. And let's say this call option costs $2. So maybe we have a you know a stock trading for $50 and a $55 call option is trading for $2. And we look in some financial software or a broker tells us that the vega of that stock option is 0.35. So if the implied volatility were to go from, say, 20% to 21%, that would mean the price of our option would go from $2 to $2.35. So for each 1% increase in the implied volatility, the with a vega of 0.35, the option value would go up by 35 cents. So if the implied volatility went from 20% to 30%, you know the price of that option would go up $3.50. Don't focus on the specific numbers here, but just the concept. And so a good way to think about Vega is let's look at car insurance. And rather than you know an unknown, you know the one unknown of an option pricing formula is the volatility and so we imply that based on the option's price. You know a big unknown 
in the the car insurance pricing formula is the risk profile of the driver. And so you know, if you have never been in an accident and you've driven for 20 years and you don't have any tickets, you know, your risk profile is going to be low. Your the implied volatility of your insurance option is going to be quite low. So the price of your insurance policy is going to be relatively low. If I've you know, had a DUI and I've had a couple speeding tickets and I've been in four at-fault accidents over the last 10 years, my volatility, my risk factor is extremely high. So they're going to plug in that high risk factor into the auto insurance formula and spit out that I'm a very, uh, a very risky insured for them. And so my price is going to be a lot higher. And so what tends to happen, you know, in scenario, you either have option strategies that are short Vega or long Vega. If you are short options, if you sell call options or sell put options, you're going to have a negative Vega. So as, as implied volatility goes up, you know, you're going to lose money because that option value is going to uh, increase. And so option values increase when volatility goes up. So if you're short that, you know, if you sold a call for $2 and it all of a sudden is worth $4, that is a loss to you, um, you know, vice versa if you're long the option. So you're either short volatility or long volatility and Vega explains the sensitivity or quantifies the sensitivity of the underlying price to the movement in the volatility of that instrument. So like I just talked about, think about it like car insurance. The risky, the risky you are, the more volatile your driving behavior is in the past, the higher the option is going to be. The same thing can be applied to commodity markets. You know, in the spring, we tend to see implied volatility be the lowest outside of the growing season. So, you know, late winter, specifically early spring, or if we don't have any weather scares, the early part of the growing season, the implied volatility can be quite low. And then all of a sudden, if we have a dry spell or we get all the rain, you know, if we get the heart of the Corn Belt gets 14 inches of rain in three weeks and things are drowning out and people are having planting issues, that implied volatility, you know, could skyrocket. And you could be looking at, you know, all right, you go from a 15% implied volatility, which is the future projected volatility of the the underlying price instrument to say 35, all of a sudden those, you know, those call options that you might want to be inclined to buy seem very, very expensive because not only has the price gone up, which raises the price of the option, but the volatility has gone up. And so that raises the price of the option. And so if you're going to be looking at option strategies, you know, obviously this isn't meant to to be a, a guide to trying to profit in the commodity markets like I've said a number of times and I'll say, I'll continue to say, but, you know, you're going to want to look at, you know, if you're looking at an option strategy where it's, you know, protecting your downside with some put options, um, you know, buying some courage, out of the money courage calls, you know, you want to be doing that, doing that or targeting times which your implied volatility is low. That means the you know, the price insurance on the commodity markets is relatively low compared to, you know, the historical band of implied volatility. And then you're going to want to look at, you know, if you're buying an option right during the heat of a of a weather rally in the summer, you're going to be buying an option that has a lot of 
a lot of volatility baked into it. And so just be cautious and and use the volatility as a way to see all right, if I'm if somebody's trying to get me to buy options, you know, what is the implied volatility? There used to be some implied volatility indexes, but if you just google, you know, corn or soybean or wheat implied volatility, you should be able to derive some statistics from that. You know, hopefully at the end of this series I'll be able to point you towards a tool or two that can help you track those metrics. But all in all, Vega measures the sensitivity of an option to a movement in, in implied volatility and uh, it's human nature to want to buy call options in the summer, to want to you know stay in the market, but just understand that that's the time of the year where, where the option is going to be the most sensitive to decreases in implied volatility. And so keeping it simple, you know, locking in, you know, if you're going to buy a put option and it gives you a profitable price floor, who cares about what the implied volatility is? But you're just more than likely not going to want to be buying and trading in and out of a lot of options from the long side during the growing season when implied volatility is the highest and thinking about how you can manage the volatility of your farm. So, you know, having adequate cash sales in place, crop insurance, you know, maybe some price protection mechanisms like a, a put option, you know, can just re reduce your farm sensitivity to volatility. So think about ways that you can make your farm less fragile to volatile movements in weather, volatile movements in price. And more than likely that comes via, um, balance sheet strategies, maintaining adequate working capital, maintaining, um, you know, adequate APHs, adequate crop insurance, adequate grain marketing. So just think of ways that you can reduce your farm's vega, your farm's exposure to the volatility that's inevitable in the commodity markets. And so I'm going to end that today with a quick, brief overview of what vega is, uh, how it impacts, uh, it measures the sensitivity of an options price, to the implied volatility and just how you can think about that as you're looking at your hedging and just apply that same logic to your overall farm. So with that, we will come to you tomorrow with a conversation on the Greek Delta. Talk to you soon.